And we're recording now. So um, my name is Jamie from Gerald Thomas Chartered Accountants, and I'm joined by uh, Luke. Hello, Jamie. Hello, friend. How's it going? Yeah, very well, thank you. And um, and Fran as well. Hi. Um, do you want to just uh, do a quick um, introductions of what what you do? Yeah, no problem. I'll kick off. Um, I'm work, I work in the corporate partnerships team at MoneyCorp. Uh, we're one of the largest non-banking FX providers globally. Um, we're obviously working with your with, with Gerald Thomas uh, and Funding Circle uh, in partnership. So it's good to catch up today and, and have a discussion. And I'm Fran. I head up the partnerships team at Funding Circle. Uh, so we're a small business lending platform uh, who have lent um, to around 81,000 businesses now globally. Uh, but most uh, more relevantly, I suppose at the moment, we're also supporting with, uh, businesses with uh, the impact of COVID um, over the past few months by delivering the Siebel scheme, which I'll talk about later. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm, my name's Jamie, like I said earlier, I'm a uh, tax associate at Gerald Thomas Chartered Accountants. We're a full-service accountancy firm. Um, I specialise in the tax side of it. A lot of the work we've been doing recently is supporting clients around what government support is available and things like diversification of their businesses. And um, sort of before we were before we started recording, we were sort of talking about various different things. And uh, one of the things is obviously the impacts of the pandemic and the subsequent lockdown on UK businesses. I think we've all seen that um, there has been a significant impact there. Now we're looking at uh, a potential. Uh, release of the lockdown rules, um, particularly in England, maybe slightly behind in Wales. But um, just from your point of view, uh, Luke, um, from Money Corp's point of view, um, what are you looking at in terms of the current landscape and general feelings about where we're going in the next few months? Mm, well, general feeling at the moment for me it certainly feels a lot better um, in the last two or three weeks than, than, than prior to that. Um, however, the government have thrown the kitchen sink at, at this, haven't they? Right, right from the beginning. In fact, it almost feels like they've been up and down Downing Street, ripped out the other kitchen sinks and thrown those, those at, at it as well. And, and to be fair to, to Sunak and, and the government, I think we've got to give them some respect for that. Um, that's obviously really helped businesses. So in that regard, I think we're starting to see the fruits of, of that labour. Um, but, you know, they, they, they build up just a huge amount of debt and you, you'll probably be in a better uh, position to speak about this than I. But the debt's going to have to be paid back at some point, um, uh, which is going to be—it's it's going to be a huge cost for businesses and individuals across across the uh, across the across the market. People are talking about will there be a V-shape recovery? You know, a real strong bounce back. Um, I'm just not so sure. Uh, It's—that <clears throat> that was sort of muted near the, near the beginning of the lockdown, um, and it, but it it does. It does feel to me that it's going to be a longer, more drawn-out uh, recovery than, than probably first first thought. Uh, let, let's not forget um, that Brexit negotiations are still ongoing in the background. I mean, this was what everyone was talking about right a few months ago, and suddenly it's just gone deadly quiet for obvious reasons. It's still ongoing. Um, as it currently stands, the UK is going to be leaving the European Union at the end of this year. Um, I, I saw reports that David Frost, the UK negotiator, um, is you know, negotiating well with Barnier in, in Brussels. Um, they've reportedly made some concessions over the fishing rights, etc., etc. So that's all good news. But we've got a deadline coming up end of next month. So just looking away from from COVID nineteen, uh, the deadline end of next month is whether we, we're able to extend the negotiation uh, time frame beyond end of the year. 
will this happen now because of the pandemic? We just, we just don't know. And for me, uncertainty across the board remains, which, uh, which, which is tough for businesses. And I guess, Fran, from your perspective, um, what have you, what have you seen as the challenge or the main challenges for, for, for UK SMEs in the last sort of few weeks, months? I know, I, I know we're having conversations, you know, more, more around transactional things, but it'd be interesting to, to hear what you're, what you're getting, what kind of feedback you're getting from clients. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we're a, we're a small business lender. Um, we, you know, we've been delivering small business loans now for 10 years in the UK. Um, and so I've seen, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, requests from small businesses in terms of what they need and, and what that, that those funds go towards. Um, for us, you know, we've seen an obvious, very sudden and significant impact um, to the small businesses that we support and, and obviously a growing number of those over the past few months, uh, for obvious reasons, um, you know, across all areas of their businesses. So, you know, trade, you know, trade, finance, people, um, but they're all sharing common challenges that, you know, we see in terms of limited cash flow, reduced trading, furloughed staff, um, and most, most importantly, an, an immediate need for funds or working capital, but they're facing long waits for both decisions and for actually receiving those funds. Um, so, you know, for us, what we've really been focusing on is, is what we do, you know, is what we do best really at Funding Circle is, is delivering decisions and funding quickly. Um, because at the moment, very understandably, businesses are, um, you know, in, in need of that type of support to keep their businesses above ground through this period so that they can come out of the other side and then continue to grow. So that's really what, what we've been focusing on. Um, but it's, it's interesting you touched on the, um, the debt uh, that obviously the, the country is, is going to be facing in, in a few months or, you know, 12 months time and updated figures from the treasury this morning um, have said that the bounce back loan scheme has now lent 18.5 billion to 600,000 businesses across uh, the last two months. Um, and the, the business interruption loan scheme has now lent uh, over 8 billion um, since its launch in March. And that's obviously just in two months. Um, so, you know, for us, there's some really positive side to that in that that many businesses have received the funds that they needed, um, you know, and to think how many of those wouldn't still be surviving if they hadn't had those funds, um, you know, but also obviously there's some lots of interesting questions that comes comes alongside that too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, in, a, in a sort of similar um, fashion, I mean, we, we look after um, on the other side, we look after sort of their, their accountancy and their, their financial side of things. And um, what we've seen with various clients is, yes, these schemes that are available from the government, um, the furlough scheme has been very, very um, important, being able to uh, carry on paying employees uh, while they're out of work when, you know, they would have been made redundant and employment figures would have gone through the roof. The furlough scheme was in place. You mentioned the figures there on the bounce back ones, well, how, many, how much has been paid out. And um, we're seeing three main areas where these, these are being put to use. Uh, one is where there's an immediate um, cash flow problem within the business. 
and it's become a um, it's a e very quick form of uh, debt funding to get through, and because of the interest and repayment uh, free terms for the first twelve months, and then only a two point five percent interest rate across the next six years, it's a very cheap form of, of lending. So that often it's the, the first port of call to get some quick money into the business. We're also seeing businesses where they maybe do they maybe don't need the cash at the moment, but they are foreseeing that. You know, as we come out of the lockdown, as they bring staff back, and as they need to increase their supply chain, they might not be able to get the um, credit terms that they've had with suppliers in the past because everyone's trying to get cash in as quickly as possible. So they're saying uh, they're going to keep it behind, you know, to go in towards the ex the working capital when it comes to starting off the trade again. And there have been others where they have sort of had an idea about a bit of diversification in their business. Um, their main source of income has sort of dropped a little bit now. So they're seeing this as a, an opportunity to use the funds then to, to invest further into the business to try and you know, pay that back many times over in, in, in the course of the 12 months. And that's where we see the, the three main, the main areas. I've also seen, unfortunately, um, some posts online about people saying, you know, can I get a bounce back loan and then liquidate a company? And unfortunately, there, there, are, going to be, there are going to be people who try and do things like that. Yeah, it's interesting what you touched on there about the supply chain. Obviously, for we clients that we work with, certainly internationally, supply chains are, are key. And one thing we saw, I remember having conversations right back at the beginning of the year when when this was just arising from from China, and they hadn't really impacted our shores at that at that time. But businesses were talking about about it even back then. But suddenly, they just weren't able to import the, the, the same product materials that they were a month or two ago and some some businesses we were speaking to were, were lucky they had they'd stockpiled they you know they'd overbought previously so some you know so they were in good shape others hadn't and for us that's that we, we've really seen businesses struggle on on that front you know um it was a real case of battening down the hatches at the beginning the fear and panic settling that said i don't know whether you you, you guys are having the same similar conversations there's definitely been a positive mind um sh a shift in mindset i i think in the last couple of weeks um where this tends to be the i think i think businesses are getting are getting used to the new to the new normal um i spoke to a, a a business owner yesterday in a digital marketing space and she said actually yes at the beginning there was panic there was fear but actually there's been quite a bit of positive that's come out of this as well um so i'd be interested to hear from, from both you guys if you've had sort of positive conversations like that with other big clients or other people in your network yeah definitely um there's been um there's been a few clients we've, we've spoken to who have done a number of things so they're they're reviewing their you know current workforce and we were speaking to one this morning actually and what they were saying is that the they've had to furlough a number of staff members um because the, there was a decrease in the amount of work that needed to be done but what they've realized off the back of that is they're actually getting more done with a smaller team than what they were doing with the larger team. So yeah. there was there were some inefficiencies in the processes there. And this has forced them to see where those inefficiencies in their systems and processes lie in sort of chewing the fat off when they are they've got a lean team trying to get the same amount of background work done with less people. I think um, that's going to come across a lot. 
um, within, within businesses. I mean, there's there's going to be lots of businesses who were reluctant to let staff work from home um, before this this all happened, and now that they've been forced to do that, and they see that it works, and in many cases, um, you know, productivity often increases when when staff then get to work from home, there's less distractions. Um, and more freedom and maybe more ownership of the work they're doing. Yeah, it doesn't work for everyone, of course. You know, if you've got young children at home, it's, uh, it's difficult. Mm. But um, we're seeing things like that are really, really looking promising and businesses really working on the systems to make, make, them, make, them, more, make them slicker. Uh, we've also seen some, you know, diversification in um, not massively shifting the business, but just doing things slightly differently, appealing slightly different um, uh, audiences as customers and um, the people who are doing this sort of looking at it not going the first initial panic but then after the initial panic looking at the current landscape looking at what it's going to be and trying to bring the positive out in that and um, you know, that sort of mindset is is going to be key then in, in coming out with this uh, stronger I think um, you know even for me on a more personal level this this whole thing has gone in phases and I think at the start everybody was talking about when we come out the other side or when we go back to normal and I think now that uh, we're all starting to to change the, the language there in terms of you know I've heard a lot of talk about the new normal or you know as we as we come out you know in a, in a different way from this and I think that for me um, it's it's like that for myself and also for the businesses that, that we're working with. I don't think anything will go back to exactly how it was before. And we're all slowly realizing that, um, you know, at our own pace. Um, and, and we saw the same with, with businesses that we were talking to. I mean, we'd started delivering the uh, business loans interruption scheme from the end of April at Funding Circle. Um, and so obviously, you know, um, end of March and, and early April, lots of conversations with businesses in, in, you know, in, in pretty desperate need at that point across the board, you know, going to, to lenders like us and to their banks, um, trying to find an option where they could get, you know, funds quickly and just keep going. Um, whereas now that the, fund, the, the schemes have been launched and um, businesses are starting to be able to get access to those um, funds, are now able to think a little more strategically and a little further in advance um, than just... I need to get as much money as I can to just keep this ship um, sailing, um, which is which is great. I mean, it's it's great for us, and it's what you know, it's really satisfying for us to be able to be delivering these loans now and actually sort of having a tangible um, you know input into into helping those those businesses to to continue. Uh, you talked a little bit about the, the, the uh, business interruption loan scheme there, and then there's the bounce back loan. Do you want to just give a brief? Um, overview of what each one's are, why they're different to each other? Absolutely. And I think to, to frame that, it's, um, it's very understandable right now that many business owners are a bit overwhelmed and confused between which scheme is which and which one's best for them, uh, which is a conversation that we're having many times a day, especially through, uh, through my team, uh, where we work with very closely with partners. So uh, you know, many accountants um, like Gerald Thomas and, and businesses like MoneyCorp and, and some uh, you know, business consultants, for example, um, who are looking for, you know, information on, the, on what scheme is right for their, for their clients. Um, 
you know, a lot of them are asking, you know, what, what am I eligible for? Can I take multiple loans? Can I have one from one scheme and one for another? So um, I think the two uh, most relevant perhaps are the, what, what is commonly referred to as the civil scheme, which is the business interruption loan scheme, um, and then the bounce back scheme. So the, the civil scheme was launched by the government um, in April and uh, then the bounce back scheme was launched uh, at the end um, at the end of April uh, to address some of the issues around the speed of businesses being able to access the uh, civil scheme um, but to clear up the difference between them um, and to put it really simply uh, the bounce back scheme is available to small businesses between, um, who are looking for funds between 2,000 and 50,000. Um, they're able to access those funds very quickly um, via a number of different lenders, um, including you know, the banks um, and a lot of peer-to-peer -peer, um, and challenger banks um, as well. Um, the, the Sybil scheme, um, which is what Funding Circle is currently delivering, is for, again, for small business owners. Uh, and it's a, a simple loan uh, that can be uh, with us between 50,000 and one pounds to take it over the bounce back category um, up to 250,000. Um, but it can also be above that 250,000 with a, another type of lender. So businesses can actually apply for up to uh, 5 million um, for, through the civil scheme as well. Um, but the key thing with both of them is that the government uh, pays the business owners interest and fees um, on those loans for the first 12 months. So um, again, to, to sort of talk about what I'm working on, uh, we, we are delivering these loans from 50,000 upwards uh, with no fee for the borrower for the first 12 months of that loan. Um, so really accessible, um, way of a business kind of getting that support in an easy way um but i think that you know i definitely recommend that anyone you know that's interested in these um takes a look at the british business banks website um it's got some really good guides on there in terms of which scheme is which gives the details of those um as well as the the a list of the 40 different lenders that are accredited for these schemes and which ones they're delivering um, and a really helpful business finance guide, um, which is a great um, resource for SMEs looking to, to find out which one is right for them. But I think to put it really simply, if you're a small business owner and you need very fast finance up to 50,000, the bounce back is, is probably the first point of call. But if you're likely to be looking for maybe multiple loans or over 50, um, the Sybils is a very good scheme and it's a very accessible scheme as well. Please. Pretty remarkable, really, isn't it? When you really, when you think about it, the, um, the links that the government have gone to to, to help these businesses. Um, I mean, that, as we, you know, going back to the beginning, this isn't free money. Well, you, you say it's interest-free for the first year, but it, it's it's going to have to be paid back at some point. But it, there is an element of look, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. At the moment, I mean, the, I suppose you have to weigh up what what would have been the implications if if, if businesses didn't get this funding. Who, I mean, who knows? But you dread mm -hmm. to think, don't you? Um, Absolutely, yeah. And I think you know any any of the lenders delivering this, um, they're all accredited by the British Business Bank. Um, many are, you know, we we for example are FCA regulated, and and every borrower that draws down a loan with us is made fully aware that 
they are still responsible for that debt and obviously they do start to repay that um, in, in 13 months time. Um, you know, the government is backing these, they're backing the CBILS loans 80% to the lender and 100% on the bounce back loans. But as you say, the, the borrower is still ultimately responsible for that debt. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, but like you say, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. And it's something I never imagined I would see in finance. Um, but it's great to see these businesses getting the support that they need. And just quickly, just a question to part of my head. Is there a time frame on, on this? At which point, at what point will these, will these loans stop? Will they stop? I don't know. I, it's just a question I just thought of as you were speaking. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, I think at the moment, um, the, I believe it's till September. Right. Um, but I mean, I've worked in, on, on government schemes before, um, actually in startup uh, lending um, and experienced that deadline being pushed um, in a normal environment. Um, so, you know, this is more probably personal opinion than, than official, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that is extended. But obviously, as we know, everything's changing so quickly right now, it's, it's anyone's guess. Cool. So maybe industry sector specific might, might be extended, I'm assuming. Perhaps. Yeah, I would expect that might be the way it goes. Yeah. 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 Jamie. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that um, it, what may end up happening, I mean, we know that the furlough scheme is going to run as it is currently running now until the end of uh, June. And then at, what, at which point there is going to be a slight shift in the way it works. We don't actually know what that is yet. It hasn't been announced. But it's likely going to be two things. One is that that 80% part of it will have to be paid by the employer. So maybe the 80% gets paid to the employee 60% is covered by the employer, and, uh, sorry, 60% by the government and 20% by the employer. So it puts some skin in the game for the employer to make a decision on whether they're going to bring them, keep them on for a longer period of time or not. And in order to facilitate people getting back to work, it's going to, I think it's going to become more flexible in terms of uh, the employees maybe doing some part-time work, so coming back a few days a week, but still being allowed to be furloughed at the moment. It's an all or nothing thing. So I think that might be um, something that's going to come in with a furlough, that's going to go then until um, October. So if I would imagine that a lot of these schemes will sort of line up in terms of when they start and end, because they also came in at a fairly similar time, so they might sort of tail off around about the same time. But obviously that depends on how things progress in the next few months and whether they're, they're going to be continued to be needed. Um, if everything's, if everything, everyone adapts really well and businesses really sort of... Um, get uh, get a hold of this and, and start working well then you know it might not be needed for as long as uh, as we expected but you know if things continue to go uh, badly which are outside of control of businesses then they might have to continue in, into the future yeah i think we're all assuming that we're going to come through this in the next two or three months aren't we or, or certain, certainly hoping that's that that's the case but like you say, the, the big fear is probably, uh, uh, yeah, I'm reading the same articles as you guys, uh, you know, of a second spike, a second wave, whatever you want to call it. And that's, that's the big fear, I guess. Um, we shall see. But uh, it's good to know. Thank you. Uh, yeah, um, I think going back to sort of where we first started and I think we started talking about, you know, the, the macro climate and, and how that sort of linked in with, um, with Brexit. Now, 
I know we're talking about the, the future and this is sort of pure speculation, but um, you know, the government are going to have to be purchasing, uh, sorry, the, the Bank of England have been purchasing a huge amount of guilt from the government, therefore, you know, getting getting the money out into the hands of uh, the individuals and the businesses in the UK. And that means that there's uh, the increase of the national debt, which often gets dumped, uh, repaid via increased taxation. Um, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on whether you think this will happen and in an area, any areas which you think might be targeted. Ooh. I know it's pure speculation. This is yeah. a sort of finger in the air. Let's have a go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This is probably your your area of expertise, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, luxuries, I, I guess. I mean, you know, all the. I, I suppose that they'll 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 look to target all the the items that they would do normally. I, I assume. Um, tough one. I don't know. Yeah, my my sort of view on it is, um, and this this is again my views, my speculation is that it's going to be extremely difficult to increase any headline tax any headline rates of tax. Um, particularly with the current government, you know, if there's a change of government in the future, we don't know, but the current Conservative government is uh, run on a uh, low tax platform. So corporation tax, I can't see being increased. Yes, they're going to stop the reduction to 17%. Income tax rates would be difficult to put up, um, and VAT as the headline rate would be difficult to put up. So those are the three sort of main taxes that people see, but there's there's lots of other taxes in the background that people don't know this are going up. Um, so we've got things like um, stamp duty land tax, for example, which has had a massive increase over the last few years with the, with firstly the, um, the second home charge um, and then the, the difference in the banding. We've got capital taxes, which are being already partially eroded, entrepreneurs relief, which is the, you get, 10% tax rate. It used to be on the first 10 million of capital gains that you made on, you know, uh, on, on, on a business that you've grown. That's now it's only the first 1 million. So that's, that's already a big cut. And there, there were rumours before that budget that it was going to be scrapped completely. And then inheritance tax is due for a review. Um, it's the Office of, National, uh, sorry, the Office of Tax Simplification will be making noises about um, changing the way that inheritance tax is, is administered. It's, it's, ridiculously complicated in some parts um, and I don't know whether they try and simplify it or the Office of Tax Simplification every time they've gone involved before before now they've made it a bit more complicated not simplified it but um, you see what they do with that but that, that, that's, that's sort of where, where, where I think um, if there are any tax increases to, to pay down this debt that's where they come from. So quite a few then. Yeah <laughs> yeah and they'll be the ones which don't make you know they won't make massive headlines. They'll affect a small number of people, which means they're easier to implement because you've got less um, less of a backlash uh, against it. Yeah. So I guess businesses really they, they 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 need to look into this quite quite deep, don't they, and, and understand exactly where they think these extra costs are going to be coming from in the next few months, maybe years, um, to make sure that they sustain for for, for the future. I certainly, I mean, from our perspective, from our perspective, we're, um, we're we're seeing supply chains now picking up. Businesses definitely starting to to get back to some uh, normality uh, with regards to dealing overseas, um, which is good. Um, we're, I mean, just quickly, but essentially for us, 
we assist businesses and individuals with any any overseas payments they need to make so if we can reduce costs on on those on those individual payments for them then hopefully they can offset that against other costs that are going to be rising in the future and for me it's not just about reducing costs it's also managing the exposure as well and trying to just trying to dampen those risks um, looking at every client's individual requirements and, and just making sure that they're, that they're set accordingly for when we hopefully start to break free of this uh, of this this night this nightmare but it yeah i mean I, for me and i, I know I'm in, you know seem to be repeating myself i do feel that you know that there's there is a positive mind mindset now out there from the business we're speaking to um that the worst hopefully is behind us now whether that's naivety I, I don't know but fingers crossed we um there is some light at the end of the tunnel yeah absolutely and uh the same from sort of, of of our clients is the um the um the adaptive uh, capabilities of, of some of the the clients and particularly uh, some of the larger businesses which you would expect would be you know slow to to change and to, to make pro progress on on systems and other parts of uh, income generating uh, work but you know so certainly quite a lot of the businesses we've looked at that we look after have um, adapted very well mm. they've taken advantage i mean firstly take advantage of the support schemes that are available there's the furlough the loans we've discussed there are also various grants out there as well it's definitely worth looking at those first then once you shore up your cash look at how you can um you know dig in how you can carry on trading through this how you can restructure your systems and how you can um you know trade in the new normal as you said earlier yeah it's, i mean there's plenty of, there's a, come across a number of uh, companies in different sectors you know medical supply businesses for example this is you know you don't want to talk about too much positivity because it's been a pretty tragic time but you know there are businesses and sectors out there that have benefited from this and there's um i spoke to a, a, um, a client the other day they were on their knees five six months ago and suddenly because of this you know their, their demanders their, their issue now is that they can't keep up with the demand of their of their product um so there are success stories out there i think it's important to remember that um, but I think it's really also important for for, for businesses uh, nationally just to just to be fully aware of all the all the help and resource that they can get and and utilise it. Uh, there seems to be plenty out there at the moment. Just talking to you guys, obviously, yeah, you know, there's there's a number of things that, that we can help with. So fingers crossed. There's um yeah there there there, there is positivity ahead. Yeah, I think um, should we should we wrap that up for today, guys? I think so. All good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jamie, for, uh, for arranging. No problem. Yes, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for being on here. And um, what we'll do is, um, if you don't mind, I'll share your um, your contact details in in the bio of this video. So if anyone wants to get in touch with anything uh, we've talked about today, so um, yeah, thanks for that. And uh, see you later. Thanks a lot. Okay. Cheers, thanks. Bye.